Welcome to this edition of DBSA's Real Recovery Podcast. For more information, visit us on our website, www.dbsalliance.org. We've been there. We can help. Welcome to this edition of DBSA's Real Recovery Podcast. We're talking today with Garrett Aguilar about transcranial magnetic stimulation, also known as TMS, a treatment for depression. Welcome, Garrett. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. So you're a patient of TMS. Is that how you say it? Or you you receive TMS treatment, correct? Yes. I became involved in a study which started for me back in um, 2002 in November. And um, I had been going through a very, very deep depression. And an acquaintance of mine told me that he had heard something on the radio about a depression study which was non-medication. And uh, I'm a very natural type of person and I have been on several different medications and I had side effects from all of them. So although I'm not the kind of person to normally sign up for any kind of a study, I was intrigued by the fact that this had no medication involved. So I decided to call the phone number and it started from there. Oh, wow. So it kind of, did it happen very quickly after you called or how did the process go? Well, originally you made a phone call to a machine which asked you possibly about 20 questions. And then if they felt that those questions were answered in a way that you would be a possible person for the study, they would say, okay, now someone will be calling you in a couple of days to follow up. Okay. So after I got through the original phone call, someone called me a few days later and asked me another group of questions, which generally has to do with, you know, how you're feeling in your depression, how severe the depression is, if you have other problems going on in your life that could add to the depression, um, you know, if you felt suicidal, if you, depending on where you were, um, what your age bracket was, um, if you were having seizures or whatever, uh, they would select people who were in a, because it is a study, in a very specific range. Um, And so I passed that particular phone call. And then they told me that I would be called again from Philadelphia from the study site to actually come in and sit down and talk to someone about what would happen next. So there were several different pieces of the puzzle that I had to go through before I was actually selected to do the study. Okay, so it was a sort of a selection process. It was a selection process. And there were 22 sites in the United States and a couple of other places around the world. I think uh, New Zealand and um, I can't remember all of the different places they were doing the study, but everything had to be, protocol had to be exactly the same in every area because, you know, the trial had to be very sterile and very precise because it was a study and they needed to make sure that in this study, um, nothing varied from site to site. Okay. Because they had to get very specific information on whether this TMS machine was really going to work. Okay. So now can we kind of fast forward to sure. you finally been approved and everything's set? Now, yes. How, 
talk about the treatment and how that got started and it's actually okay. a device that's implanted, correct? Oh no. no, no, no. The wonderful thing is that TMS is a, there is a machine, you sit in this chair, comfortable chair actually, and you lean backwards and, and then there's a device which is placed on your head. It's almost like the very old fashioned earphones. They were big and clunky. Okay. And this was pretty much like uh, something like that, except for it wasn't over your ears. It was actually a piece that was placed on the left side of your head that was looking specifically for a very small area of your brain um, which would affect the part of your brain that on the right side of your head that would actually connect to where the serotonin is developed in your brain. Okay. So it's actually a magnetic um, device which sends impulses. And they looked for the, the it was called the cortical brain mapping, um, where it actually had to find a place in your brain that would run across to the other side, mapping out what was going to affect the area where your serotonin is developed, where actually you haven't been developing it, developing it and that's why we get depressed. Okay. So um, I started, I, it probably took me about two months to go through all of the different um, study pieces before I was accepted into the study. Once I was accepted into the study, it was a six-week program of going into Philadelphia. I'm about a half an hour outside of Philadelphia. I had to go in every day. Uh, you sat in the chair for approximately between 30 and 40 minutes. And there was a, for those 30 or 40 minutes, there were 26 second intervals of rest with a four second, what I would call tapping sound, which you would feel impulsing or pulsing from the left side of your head. Okay, was that, and, did you feel pain or was it just a sort of a sensation? It was more of a sensation. Um, it's not a painful procedure. It's, it's more like a little bit of a tapping on your head with a noise that kind of um, goes along with the tapping. Okay. I used to um, think that it reminded me of when we were little kids and there was this, um, you used to have this little metal, the boys always had these little metal guns and they would sit there and push the little trigger and the metal on the um, little trigger would release and you'd hear this kind of tapping sound. Right. Uh, that's kind of what it reminded me of. So there was this, the noise that went along with the tapping, not a really loud noise. Um, and you could wear earplugs if it bothered you at all. And I always had my little earplugs in. Um, and the sensation, you could feel it. It's not painful. But what I really loved about it was as soon as I got up out of the chair, there was nothing. There were no residual effects. There was no memory loss. There was no headache. There was no chemical going into my body that was going to not only go into my bloodstream to affect every single part of my body, but, um, you know, that would give you different effects. Right. There's nothing. I, I had terrible reactions to drugs. Um, when I got out of this chair, there was no residual effect whatsoever. And I would get up and I would go back to my car or jump on the train and go home and go about my day. Wonderful. 
So you went every day for six weeks. I went every day for six weeks, and I was not guaranteed that I was actually getting the TMS treatment. Um, there was a possibility that I was getting the placebo effect, which in fact, unfortunately, for the first six weeks I did. Oh. So those, and that, and that was the whole point. This was a study that I was involved in, which was actually looking to see what would happen with the placebo compared to the regular TMS. And I did not get better on the placebo. As a matter of fact, it was just at Christmas time that I was going through this and I had five kids, two little kids and three teenagers and I had a devastating holiday, devastating holiday. Um, and going through the placebo effect, not getting better for those six weeks, I had the opportunity, thank God, afterwards, I was offered to take the TMS the true TMS treatment, and four weeks into that, I started to see my spirits lifting and the depression leaving me, and I, w I cannot tell you how joyful that was. Okay, so after the trial, the six-week trial period was over, yes. then, and you knew that you had the placebo, you went for the real... No, I never found, no, we never found out until after the entire study, okay. and all 22 sites had ended, Okay. but because I had not gotten better, and I obviously thought it must have been the placebo if I didn't get better. They offered me, since I had not gotten better, to go ahead and do it again, knowing that I was in the open label, the true TMS study. I see. So you went in the second period was the same? You went every yeah. day? I went through exactly the same thing for six weeks every single day. And I, and I started to see a difference in my fourth week. And I was very skeptical because I had been so depressed that I couldn't even pick myself up to decorate a Christmas tree. And I'm one of those people who decorates everything, insight, wow. inside and out. And I couldn't even decorate my tree. And I, and I, you know, I was crying and my kids said to me, Mommy, Christmas isn't about the decorations, it's about being with family. So it kind of made, you know, I got through it, looking at it from that perspective. And then in the beginning of January, I started with the open label TMS and getting better. I thought, well, this is great. I think I could manage being where I am now, but I really wanted to get back to who I truly was, the joyful, enthusiastic person who just loved everything about life. Okay. And I was very fearful that I would still never get all the way back to that point. And did you? I did. Oh. I did. And, so and it, it took me, I actually went all the way through the six weeks. And then when I sat down with my doctor and I said, you know, this is nice, I'm feeling better, but will I ever really truly get back to who I am? And he said, yes, the TMS will continue working even after you stop the treatments. Oh, it does. So and it's a residual. Did. Yes, keeps, yes, because the serotonin is starting to be developed, and it continues. Okay. So, so now, that was in 2002. Do you still receive treatments? No, I haven't been. What happened was I went for my initial six weeks. Then I started again for my second six weeks. Once I finished my second six weeks, I stayed in the program just under the doctor's care to see how I was doing. So I would go in once a week and then eventually once every two weeks and once a month. And still, 
to this day, I go back like once a month just so they can see how I'm doing. And I've never gone back for a treatment. That is remarkable that, you know, all four years after the fact that the treatment is working. Yes, it and is. It's very weeks. exciting. It's very exciting. And I have to tell you, there are people who still get TMS, but they only have to go in every so often to kind of get a pick-me-up, and it keeps carrying them through. So it's not like, you know, if you're someone who is allergic to medication or just doesn't like taking it, or in my instance, not only couldn't I take it, but I wasn't a good taker of medication anyway. You know, I would forget one day, and, you know, I just wasn't good at it. With the TMS, all that's taken away. Right. You don't have to worry about it. And you can go in and get a pick-me-up uh, for a week or two, and it will last you, and it will continue through. And it's, it's non-invasive, which to me is one of the most important things. So I feel very, very blessed and fortunate that I was turned on to this, and now our, obviously our next step is to get it through the FDA, get it approved, which we do go to a panel meeting for the FDA at the end of January, and by the grace of God, this will pass. Okay, and so that's... And it will be available to everyone. So that's where it stands now, is that, yeah. um, you know, in January, the decision whether or not it will be approved is reached. Well, it's not going to be reached. We're actually sitting in front of a panel, okay. and then they will have a discussion about it, and then they'll go back to the general public of the FDA, and together they'll make the decision. But as long as they have people like myself who went through the study, and hopefully there are many, many of us who did have really phenomenal positive results, um, you know, I don't see how they can't pass it. It's, I, I am desperate to have this passed because I know so many people who suffer from, from depression right now that are not getting better in any other way, and I know that this can help them, uh, and all we can do is wait to see if it gets passed by the FDA. So, um, you know, we really need to keep it in our prayers uh, that this will become available to the general public. Now, do you know any other trial participants? Were you able to see, yes. talk to other people? Did yes, they have the I same have. experiences yes. you did? Yes, and you do tend to get to know people because you're sitting in the waiting room. You do have to fill forms out every week telling them, you know, how you're doing physically where you think you are, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that all gets recorded during the study. Uh, and everything you do and say and experience during that study is recorded. Um, so when you're sitting there, you do have an opportunity to meet other participants who are either going in before or after you. And I have met some people who have had the exact same results as myself who are very enthusiastic. And then there are other people who I've met who have stayed in the program who have been helped by it and keep coming back every so often to get their shot of TMS so that it can keep them where they are. So for those people who unlike you, still need it. Can, do you know if TMS can be partnered with medication, or is it a totally oh, separate? Uh, well, no, I think, I think it probably could be. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but I have not. I never took TMS and medication at the same time, so I don't know. I mean, I don't see why it couldn't, because there's no physical or chemical reaction in your body to the TMS. It's just the magnetic... Um, transfer in your brain. Okay. So there's no there's no invasiveness that would 
um, correspond or correlate with or mix with the medication in your body. So I don't see why you couldn't do that. Okay. Do you know of what side effects people experienced? I know that you didn't, but did anybody else? Or there are the no, no side effects at all? No side effects. I think there's a possibility that you might have a headache, a, a slight headache, for a very brief time after you have it, depending on how people are sensitively, um, because you do have this device sitting on your head. Um, but I, I don't know because no one's ever told me that they've had any type of a, um, any effect afterwards. I mean, I have never felt anything once I have gotten up out of that chair. And as far as I know, no one I've talked to has ever mentioned it either, so. Wow, that's, it's almost unbelievable when I'm it's hearing you very, say that. It's very, very exciting. It's very exciting. And I have heard about, in the beginning, when you said something about it, the, you know, putting something inside of your body. I could never do something like that. Right, because there, I know are, there, there are different treatments yes, for depression when we talk yes. about TMS and VNS. And, yes, the VNS know. is the one. I actually read the book on the gentleman who had the VNS. Okay. And that is something that, I mean, I know it has helped people, but the invasiveness of that makes me extremely nervous. Whereas with the TMS, there's no invasion of your body whatsoever. Sure. So that's a little less nerve-wracking to me, you know? Right. right, and especially for somebody, like you said, that you don't, the medication didn't work and you didn't like taking right. it, that this is right. kind of a, you know, the perfect answer for you. Yes, um, it really is. When you went, when you started the trial, did you, because I assume you were seeing your own set of doctors before the trial started, and then were you seeing a specific set of doctors for the trial? I mean, were your doctors in on the procedure? How did that work with your comfort level as far as your own personal doctors that you had known and trusted? I didn't tell my doctor that I was doing this uh, procedure because the doctor that I had been going to had been prescribing medication to me. Okay. And I was having such a bad effect on the medication that I made the big mistake of going off the medication on my own. I just stopped it, which obviously uh, had tremendous physical effects on my body. You should never stop medication on your own. And I made the mistake of doing that because I knew that I could not go into the trial uh, if I had medication in my system. Um, I should have taken the time to go off it with my own doctor, but I also didn't know if my doctor would appreciate the fact that I was going off the medication because this was a study and a trial, and I know for my own welfare he probably wouldn't have wanted me to go off the medication. So I chose to do it on my own. I never told my own doctor. And then uh, when I signed up for the study, there was a, um, a phenomenal doctor at the University of Pennsylvania who was in charge of this study. His name is Dr. O'Reardon, and uh, he has become very well known with the University of Pennsylvania in other studies and things that he's been involved with, and he's very well versed on you know, the psychological problems with depression. So he was the main person in charge of the study and the one that I first spoke with. While I was in the study itself, I worked with another doctor who actually um, was working with me every day while I sat in the chair. He was the one that, that put me in the chair, that you know turned the device on, that made sure everything was where it needed to be for my specific 
needs, um, you know, how high the threshold was on the machine and, and where everything needed to be. So he pretty much took care of me for the two six-week um, pieces of time that I was there. And then once a week I would meet with Dr. O'Reardon to go over my um, lists of the questionnaires that I had gone through and he would ask me how I was doing and you know how I was making it with the machine and just pretty much kind of oversaw things okay, so, so I did felt... have two or three people who worked with me down there so it wasn't you felt well taken care of it wasn't like oh. you were on your own doing this no 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 that they really took very good care you have to remember something this trial um, is a make it or break it trial Everything had to be extremely precise. No matter where, what study uh, you were involved in, every one of them had to be exactly the same. So the protocol had to be the same. So no matter where you were doing this study, no matter what site, everyone had to have the same questionnaire. Everyone had to have the doctors asking the same questions, doing exactly the same protocol in order to make sure the study was followed. It's not gonna be that way when this is passed by the FDA and all these people who decide they want to try the TMS, it's going to be very different than what I experienced because it's not the study. You're going to be able to go into a doctor's office, sit in a very comfortable chair, watch television, listen to music, and have a nice, peaceful 35 minutes of just having your brain massaged a little bit walk out of there and hopefully feeling great. What I went through was extremely different because it was a study that had to be extremely precisely followed. There won't be every day for six weeks like I went through. Okay, and that's important to say too that for people who are listening and you know think that this sounds wonderful and would like to mm -hmm. try it, the trials are closed, correct? Yes, the trials are now closed and it's going to be a very different um, type of sensation as far as the entire experience of having the TMS. Uh, it wasn't uncomfortable for me. In the beginning, it was very nerve-wracking because I didn't know what to expect. But then once you get into the routine, it's very, you know, once you know what you're doing, it's extremely easy. Um, I have to say it was not easy for me to go in town every day, but I knew if I was going to get better, I had to stick with it. Whether I wanted to take this trip every day or not, I was so depressed I didn't have a choice. So I was going to do this come hell or high water. Um, people who are going to be taking this in the future, it's going to be a very different experience. And they might go in three days a week in the beginning and then taper off to one day a week. Or, you know, it could be two days a week. I have no idea um, what their need is going to be. But for the study, it had to be very specific. So I'm looking forward to the day when I can get on to the new machine. I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm very excited about it because it looks very, I, I've been in the chair because they have a prototype which won't be available um, to actually use probably till the first or second quarter of next year, uh, when, which hopefully by then we'll have the, um, the okay of the FDA and things will be in full swing. Uh, it's going to be a very, very pleasant experience. Well, Garrett, this sounds wonderful, and I thank you very much for spending time with us to tell people about your experiences and, and to give people hope that 
you know, there are other treatments out there. If things aren't working, that there, there is always something else, that, that there is hope. I want to thank you because since I have been since I have been blessed with this machine and I know what it's capable of doing for people um, I have asked the company several times to allow me to be able to tell my story because I really know now what's available and I want to reach out and help as many people as I can because it is such a gift and um, I'm just very very hopeful that everyone else that has experienced what I have, and I know how horrid depression is, um, that this gift will be available to everyone, and um, we need to get it out there. So I thank you for what you and your whole group is doing, the Depression Bipolar Support Alliance. It's just a wonderful thing that you're doing, making all these other options available to people. So I thank you for that also. This has been a production of the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. For more information, go to www.dbsalliance.org or call 1-800-826-3632. We've been there. We can help.